This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Welcome into all sports talk on this Monday. Glad that you're with us as May has arrived. Mr. Jeff Jordan with me. Talked about fans heating and air. And Lee Collins Financial Services with Edward Jones here in Murfreesboro. Jeff, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, sir. Lots going on. It's a different time of Different time of football to me. Uh, the draft is taking on a life of its own. I mean, for a month we talk about they, they talk about the draft. You and I don't much, but everybody else in in uh, Nashville talks about the draft over and over and over and over. Then they get there and, and uh, the Titans don't draft about half the players that the people thought they should have. So, what's your take on all this? Well, I, I have no idea if. Uh, general public would agree with me or even if you would agree with me I don't know but in watching the draft on television this would include the one that went Nashville two years ago and the one in Cleveland this time and other times as well it it has passed me by really the the music is horrible uh, these bands that they get are just terrible. Well, I know that a lot of people would disagree with me on that, and it's just a lot of hoop de la. And I mean, what's going to happen? A guy's going to walk out there. What is it? Every seven, eight minutes? Well, at least in the beginning, or yes. less, maybe. Yeah. And he's going to announce, uh, or somebody is going to announce a draft pick, and and they get somebody that you never heard of sometimes to make the announcement. I just I think it's pretty boring to tell you the truth. Once you get past the first second pick, maybe you keep up with who, who you pick, your Titans pick or your favorite team picks. But man, I'm telling you what, I just think it's loud, and I'm not a fan. The good news is you've got a hundred other channels to watch, Jeff. If you choose not to watch, the that draft is correct, <laughs> and you get to make that choice. Yeah, it's different for sure, and. and and players, it's hard to keep up with for sure. It's a quarterback draw for the first three picks and you know, all that kind of thing. But I find myself with it on. It's one of those things that you can kind of have on in the background and read the paper or work something else. And if it's on, you'd pay attention to it and not. But uh, I love it. Jeff, there's uh, people, and you sh- maybe you should be one of these people that make lots of money off this. You know, doing the for 12 months a year, they, they're on draft duty, they're on. Scouting duty, they're they're rating players, they're judge, you know, going through tape, doing this stuff. They're making a living. Mel Kiper, uh, is his first name that comes to mind, but there's several of them that, are, that that's that is their business. What does Mel Kiper actually do other than that? Does I, he? I'd say that's it, Jeff. I don't. I really don't know. 
But no I, my guess is he's not going down there to the uh, factory and, and uh, sh- shaping widgets or anything like that. Is <laughs> somebody still making widgets? I guess they are. Right uh, you got to have, have widgets. Well, I, I, you, you don't know about that guy. You, you listen to him, you think, well, you know, he must be right. He says it loud, and he seems like he's, he's oh, an expert. <laughs> but you know yeah, the way to do things is if you're not sure, be confident. and you say, say it boastfully and like, like you are, and people can believe it. And it yeah. uh, He's very good at that. He's very good at that, and uh, he needs and, a haircut. He needs a complete, you know. But that's neither here nor there. Well, what <laughs> what is fascinating is uh, the people who call in the talk shows that know more about it than the GM does. You know, the the GM, the general manager, John, uh, that uh, studies it twelve months a year for, really has to. The Mel Kiper doesn't have to. He does it to make money. But the, the G, general manager and the Titans better be doing that. But uh, you got uh, old Joe on uh, Fifth Avenue that's calling down and, and telling them how it should be done. And once it's over with, no, they did they did horrible. Huh? Nobody knows right now, Jeff. Nobody knows. Well, I've never known a year. I, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say this uh, that's connected with their football team. Well, we we really wanted Billy Bob and <laughs> and 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 Jake, but they weren't not available, so we took a substandard player. <laughs> I mean, no, they always all of them. I don't know how many people get drafted, but there's I don't know a couple of hundred. I guess I don't know how many are actually drafted, but they all brag on all of them. They're going to be exceptional at whatever they drafted them for. Well, the truth of the matter is, Jeff. To be honest, of the two hundred fifties, I think it's two hundred fifty some odd players you drafted. They are all exceptional players, right? Well, they yeah, they, they wouldn't be drafted. They are. But it's also true <laughs> that once September gets here and October gets here, there's going to be half of those players that you won't be able to find. For sure. They'll be, you know, selling swimming pools or insurance <laughs> or, you know, serving tables at, at Shoney's if they can find a Shoney's that's still open. You know, I mean, they're not going to be playing football. I'm, I'm sorry. They're not. All right. Let's take a break right quick. and We'll come back and talk high school sports. Uh this week is district tournament play for middle schools and high schools, and Jeff Weather looks like it's going to really play heavy. We'll talk about that right after this on All Sports Talk. At McCabe Vision Center, we have added a full cosmetic line to the services that we provide. Dr. Craig McCabe. Brighten up your face and make yourself look 10 years younger. Call McCabe Vision Center. Dr. Craig McCabe at McCabe Vision Center. Look 10 years younger. We have added laser treatments. McCabe Vision Center on Heritage Park Drive, just off Memorial, behind SunTrust Bank. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas' Restaurants. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. You can get those options on the menu online at www.demasrestaurants.com. You can make the decisions that you want to make before you come in. We have options ranging from grilled chicken to fish. You can get it with a side of green beans or spinach or even zucchini. 
Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner at Demas's. Hello again, and this is Lenny Farmer, funeral pre-planner for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. I know, I know, you have a lot of questions concerning how to plan for those final days. It can be stressful, but it doesn't have to be as stressful and won't be when you get your questions answered way in advance. That's what I'm here for. Call me with any questions you have about your personal funeral needs. With 25 years of experience in this industry, I can help you put your questions to rest. Call me at 615-893-2422. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call. Call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Back into all sports talk, Tim Tackett, along with Jeff Jordan. As we mentioned, uh, the teaser coming into this segment, Jeff, uh, the weather in the springtime can really play havoc, and it appears that the, our tournaments are going to really have to do some some dancing to get the tournament done in time. I don't see how that's even going to be possible, uh, particularly with the amount of rain that we've had in the last 24 hours, uh, and what's expected to be tomorrow, which mm-hmm. is supposed to be worse on Tuesday, um, but. Somehow, some way, we seem like we always get it in. You know, it works somehow. Uh, it may be delayed to some extent. And we do have some turf at some places now. So maybe maybe we'll be all right without too much trouble. Well, I'm sure that, like I say, it'll work itself out. But uh, there are – district tournament has a, a deadline date. They're supposed to be ready to play the region. But you can back that up a couple of days, and the region can back up a couple of days. But at some point in time, the rubber hits the road. Spring fling's not going to change. Right. So you have to get it all in, but uh, we'll see how it works. There is a tournament director and all these things, Jeff, and that, 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 that's not a lot of fun sometimes when you have to make those kinds of decisions. There are no games, and this, we're going to play here tomorrow, and we're going to do this, do that, and the other. Sometimes they're not decisions that everybody likes and accepts, but they'll have to make it work. But we'll just have to see. What we do know is on the softball side, if there's a odds-on favor to get anywhere in any, any of our sports here, I, I, it, it's got to be Seagull softball. They are – Highly rated in the state. I think what one loss is what they've got right now, and, and uh, that team is is on a roll. Yes, I, I, yes, they are. And uh, boy, I would I would really like to see them get there and and, and win the thing. Um, they Seagull softball has been pretty powerful for a long time. I'm not saying every year or anything like that, but they've had a really good softball program over there, and I, and it continues this year. Well, it's funny how that works, Jeff. When you have good programs, especially in this day and time in Murfreesboro, good programs tend to attract good players, don't they? Yes, yes, that's correct. And uh, baseball is not quite as cut and dried as that. Uh, 
Riverdale appeared to be maybe the, the appeared to be maybe the top choice, but Sturge Creek is certainly making their challenge there, and uh, that that's going to be a little bit more wide open, I would think. I would guess so. Riverdale was going to be the favorite, I think, going into the tournament, um, but. Anything can happen in baseball. I mean, you, you you can just look at professional baseball and see that. I mean, it happens all the time where a second or third or fourth place team will get hot at the right time, find a, some pitcher maybe that is average or maybe above a little bit above average uh, most of the year, so it gets hot, and um, great things happen to them. So we'll, we'll see. Softball, baseball both have one thing in common. Pitching is such a valuable thing. Baseball has the, the issue with pitch count. And sometimes when you get into a tournament, Jeff, the, the team that has the third or fourth or fifth best pitchers in that, in, the, in that string, they may not have the best two that can dominate and win the, your first two games. But if you don't have a pitcher three, pitcher four, pitcher five, you're going to have a hard time winning the tournament. And we've had teams, plenty of them actually, all across the state that have lost tournaments or not been able to compete at, at the highest level because they ran out of pitching. Due to the pitch count or just the number of starts or the games being uh, stacked up every day rather than maybe because of rain or whatever, uh, it, it, it happens, and, and you better not run out of pitching. It's, uh, that's true at every level, right? Every level. Yeah. Just check out the Cubs and the Reds yesterday, 13-12 to 12 game. Nobody had any pitching, let alone the starter. It, it was, well, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of runs. I think about nine home runs in total, it was – not enough pitching. When I turned that off, and I watched quite a bit of that game, but when I, when I turned it off, I think Cincinnati had uh, had hit five home runs. Do they hit any more after that? Well, I can't say where the fifth and sixth. I don't. I don't know. I think the, I think they had five or six. The Cubs had four or five. I mean, there was a bunch of. Them. What was the score? Do you remember when you thirteen twelve? Oh, okay. Well, that that was that, that was the final. And it was extra innings. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the. Uh, the run, excuse me, the, the rule now where you put a runner on second base to, in extra innings played its part there because Cubs got there and had runners on second and third, could not get the runner in. The Reds uh, had the runners, the bases loaded, and Cassiano's the best hitter right now. Jeff, I, I love this five infield play that they ran on him because obviously with with less than two outs, a ball hit to the outfield, a fly ball, if outfielder catching is not going to make any difference anyway. So they Put five people on the infield trying to come up with some kind of a double play, and that, it didn't work itself out. But, yeah, not enough pitching. And uh, Middle Tennessee, unfortunately, Jeff, this weekend had, had cases where they had some serious good pitching and just could not get over the hump. But, you know, when you lose three straight one-run contests, Friday, two on Saturday, uh, yesterday's a little wider gap. But, Jeff, they played Louisiana Tech at what, I think, number, what, 16 in the country, something like that as closely and not get over that hump, that had to be very frustrating. I'm sure that it, it must be. Uh, you, you just – and you hear you hear managers say that all the time. And usually the remark is this, we just can't get a big hit. We can't get a two-out hit. You know, it, it may get uh, – I, I watched some of the Mets games yesterday. And uh, they had 10, 10 or 11 hits pretty pretty late in that ball game. They couldn't score any runs. They just got them at the wrong time. Yeah. You know, won an inning, that sort of thing. Um, I, I I wanted to ask you. I I really, I guess I'd be fired as a manager, I suppose, r- r- real quick. And I, don't, I don't know how you feel about this, but the the, the Braves yesterday, they had runners uh, first and second, and a, uh, and, but if there's a superstar at the plate, 
even though the situation calls for a bunt, without question, to mm. move the runners over, they don't ask that superstar to bunt. They let him hit away. And I, I just think when you ignore your fundamentals, you're asking for trouble. What well, do you think? Here's the deal. I'm going to say that power hitter is not asked to bunt because he's not asked to bunt in practice. Well, he should be. Well, I'm I'm just giving you the answer. I think that they're okay. – don't you agree? That, that, yeah, that, probably that, so. They're, they're probably not going down that road. They think there's no reason to do that. He's not going to bunt it. We're not going to try to ask him to bunt it. We're, we're going to hit it out of the ballpark. And so that – the game has changed for sure in that regard. Uh, yeah, the, the Mickey Mantles of the world once upon a time in, in a crunch situation could lay down – could at least have a, a shot laying down a bunt. I, I'm convinced there's got to be tons of major league players, Jeff, that there is no absolute chance they can lay down a bunt if, if you put, to put a gun to their head because I don't think it's practiced. There was another thing, and, you, and this is where coaching and practice comes, I mean, this sort of thing. And the announcers even mentioned it, but they didn't They didn't make a judgment on it. But bases were loaded, and the Braves' best player, and boy, you, once you get past the best player, you're, <laughs> you're getting pretty, but anyway, pretty bad right now. Mm-hmm. But Akuno's their best player. He's their best hitter. Sure. Now, why they have him leading off, is a mystery. I've sent that to to I don't know why anybody. Now, here you go, Jeff on Fifth <laughs> Avenue down here trying to tell the manager how to run his ball club. He would he would be hitting second for me, <laughs> but or third. But anyway, okay. So he's at the plate now, Tim. There's no outs. Okay. Okay. All right. We got the best guy at the plate. That he's the guy you want. Yeah. All sure. Right? He hits a deep ball to center field. Most people thought he was out, including me. It was not. It was caught at the wall. Runner at third tags. And scores exactly what he should have done. The runner at second was halfway to third and had to go back to second. Therefore, didn't get to third. Didn't get to third. And as a result of that, did not score. And they didn't score but one run. And, boy, they needed more than one. They only scored. And the announcer said, well, he thought the ball was out of, was out of the ballpark. Uh, no, you don't do that. You can stand on second base if it's going exactly out of Exactly right. right. He can stand right there and just wait till it goes now, what out. What I did think could happen is, is, is he could drop against – it could be caught or it could be against the wall, something like that. But, uh, yeah, you're right. If, if that was ballpark, just stay on second base and wait for it. Just admire it. Exactly. <laughs> what a fine hit that is. <laughs> well, he didn't do that. And as, as a result, he scrambled back. They almost got him, by the way. They almost got him. Uh, but, anyway, he did get, I just think that, that, I don't know, there's something like to me we could do a little bit better job of preparing people for these kind of situations. You do see it, though. You see it more, more than once. Oh, absolutely, you do. And, and base running errors cost ball club all the time. I think we talked a couple of weeks ago about the guy that Joey Votto at first base got a triple play based upon the fact the line drive tagged the guy at first, and the guy on third didn't realize he's supposed to tag up, so he goes sliding into home plate safe. But they throw it back third, and he's out because he, he was halfway down the line when the ball was caught, and decided, you know, I'll just, let me see if I can sneak this past the umpire or somebody. And now if it had gone by Votto, he, he could have scored easily. Yeah. Just, he could have walked home. He should have just stayed on third. Sure. But he didn't do that. <laughs> well, somehow I, I wonder if, if all of our professional players think in those kind of terms. I don't know. I, I don't, but I, I do think an emphasis on fundamentals. And I do realize that the, the manager is making, you know, whatever million a year and the player is making five times that and it's maybe sometimes it's hard to give him orders i I don't know 
Speaking of which, uh, I've been in contact with Jeff Hemm, and we'll get him on the show here before long, hopefully tomorrow. Uh, haven't heard back from him yet. The sounds, radio voice, and so forth. Nashville Sounds baseball is back this year. Did that interest you at all? Nashville Sounds? Yes. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Beautiful yeah. ballpark. Yes, it is, it is stunning. They got everything there, too. And probably we'll have a good team. They're back with Oakland, right? I think that's right. It is going to be limited... Uh, attendance at least in the beginning of the year. How how long how far down the road, Jeff? Do you see any way that uh, the Sounds and the the Reds, the Braves, the Padres are going to be able to get through the season in in, in by July or August up to up to Annie to where you just come on in and let's play? I do. I I, I think by the time July gets here, I believe we'll be back to full capacity. I, I, I think I think so. We'll we'll cover that some more after Chip Walters comes along with the Blue Raider Insider Report. We'll be right back with all sports talk. Traffic's horrendous when the weather's bad. Be the first to get the news, traffic, and weather you want with a text alert from News Radio WGNS. Free text alert. Sign up online at WGNSRadio.com. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall shop where the dealer shop. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance, 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com.
Well, good afternoon, everybody, and let's lead it off with baseball over the weekend. Just a tough series with Louisiana Tech. The Blue Raiders gave it all they had, but fell to uh, Louisiana Tech four straight games. It was a two-run score on Friday, two one-run games on Saturday, and then on Sunday, it was a final of 6 to 1 as Tech completed the sweep. Tech now 32 and 11 overall, 18 and 6 in conference play. Middle Tennessee now 21 21 and 1 and 10 13 and 1 in Conference USA. So the Blue Raiders find themselves now as we look at the Conference USA standings, they're holding on to that last tournament spot. Here's the standings in the East. Charlotte at 18 and 6 shares the best record in the league with Louisiana Tech, who's also 18 and 6. Old Dominion is in second in the East at 17 and 7. Florida Atlantic and Western Kentucky are both 13 and 11. FIU is in fifth place at 8 and 16 and Marshall at 4 and 20. In the West, Tech as we mentioned 18 and 6 overall. Southern Miss 16 and 7. UTSA passed the Blue Raiders this weekend. They're now 11 and 12, while Middle Tennessee is 10 13 and 1. UAB is in 5th place at 8 and 16 and Rice at 6 17 and 1. The Blue Raiders have a tough weekend series coming up this week as they play another top 25 ranked ball club as they travel to Southern Miss to take on the Golden Eagles down in Hattiesburg. Uh, Going into the weekend, uh, Louisiana Tech, Southern Miss, Charlotte, and Old Dominion all were ranked in the top 25 in college baseball. But right now, Middle Tennessee would be the eighth seed in the tournament should it uh, start. But the Blue Raiders do have another home series uh, two weeks from now as they will be hosting FIU to close out the regular season. All right, let's turn over to men's basketball. A couple of stories here for you. The Blue Raiders uh, picked up its second signee of the new class as Isaiah Turner committed to Middle Tennessee. A 6'9 forward comes to Murfreesboro after two seasons at Odessa College, where he helped the Wranglers to a combined 34-19 and record. The skilled and athletic forward averaged a team-leading 10.2 points per game and added 4.2 rebounds and 1.2 steals in just over 17 minutes per outing. And uh, he has signed, sealed, and delivered. His scholarship papers came in last weekend. Turner uh, led the Wranglers to a 20-3 record this season and a number 7 seed in the National JUCO Tournament out in Hutchison, Kansas. All right, on the bench, Middle Tennessee didn't have to wait long to find its new assistant coach as 14-year veteran Turner Battle joined the program on Friday. Battle brings with him experience from stops at four different Division I programs, including two in the state of Tennessee and one in Conference USA. He spent last season at East Tennessee State under head coach Jason Shea, helping lead the Bucks to the SoCon semifinals in his lone season in Johnson City. Prior to East Tennessee, Battle spent six seasons at UAB, the first two under coach Jared Haas, and the last four under Rob Eson, who elevated Battle to associate head coach. Prior to that, he had time at Chattanooga, uh, and prior to that, uh, coached at his alma mater, the University of Buffalo, where he is also a Hall of Fame player. So welcome to the tribe, uh, 
Coach Turner Battle. Also, Rob Jones, offensive lineman for Blue Raider football. He has signed a free agent contract with the Miami Dolphins. And uh, here's your MTSU connection to the Kentucky Derby. Jill Baffert, wife of seven-time Derby winning trainer Bob Baffert, is a Hickman County native and MTSU MassCom alumnus. Medina Spirit wears the roses for Baffert. That's it for today. Coming up uh, this afternoon, right now, the men's tennis team finding out its destination for the NCAA tournament. We'll have that for you tomorrow. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family? Are you thinking about downsizing? Are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. If you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. Tim Tackett along with Jeff Jordan. Jeff brought to you by Fans Heating and Air. And Lee Coleman Financial Services, Edward Jones in Murfreesboro. As we mentioned, uh, Jeff, COVID uh, is, is losing some of its stranglehold, thank goodness, for lots of reasons, lots of ways and so forth. And, and some, some things that are happening that uh, maybe are good signals, as you're seeing with the baseball football draft, for example. Uh, didn't see a whole lot of people with masks on. I'm not saying that's a good thing or bad thing, but not a lot. And they seem to survive that. Uh, was it the Texas Rangers, I think? They've been playing 100% all season long, I believe. And we haven't heard anything yet out of that area that says that, uh, that that's been a terrible thing and, and, and it's spiked because of it. Are those good signs that other teams have been able to do that? I, I think they are. I suppose they're. I suppose they're good signs. Yes, I know the the, the president blasted the Rangers for maybe sure. starting that too early. Maybe he was maybe expected to do that. I don't know. Nobody else did it, but whether sure. that's right or wrong, I don't know. I don't have any idea. But uh, I think clearly, we are we are seeing as we more and more people get vaccinated, 
uh, it, it seems that, that the disease is getting at least approaching maybe under control. My editor, editorial comment on that, Jeff, is, is I agree that the, the, the Rangers probably should not have done it, or I, I take that back. I, I, I don't think they should have. That said, somebody, Jeff, is eventually going to have to be the one that jumps out there and says, Let, let's do this and see how it's going to work itself out. And uh, I, I think that uh, for those that uh, are, are suggesting we go quicker than we are, uh, that's a sign in that right direction. And, and I'm a I'm a wear a mask kind of a guy, and let's let's be as safe as we can be. But we're all anxious to get the daggone thing opened up and, and back to normal. And let, truth be known, none of us know for sure what the right answer is. Well, I noticed um, yesterday at the Kentucky Derby, uh, fifty thousand people there. Sure. Now I realize it seats more than that, uh, but fifty thousand is a pretty good crowd. Uh, and uh, and they were they were they were masked up, of course. Sure. And uh, I don't know. I I think by midsummer we, we're probably going to be back to close to normal anyway. The legendary infield at the Kentucky Derby, Jeff, was not in play this time around. Uh, one of those places where people go to, I'd say, party rather than watch horse races. You think? Is there partying going on there <laughs> in the infield at Kentucky Derby? <laughs> I, did you know I, that, that that's a strange syllable for it? But yes, some of those drinks sell for over a thousand dollars. Some of them two thousand. What? Yes, the, the margaritas and whatnot, and they auction them off for charity. Oh well, okay, and and that sort of thing. And the, um, I, as my wife said, is there drinking at this? <laughs> she was kidding. <laughs> oh, but but it um, did. Did you did you put put any paper money on on this? Uh, Jeff, I had no idea. Until 30 minutes before the race, who was running at all? I did turn it on, uh, watched it, watched a good bit of the pre-race uh, commentary, whatever. That's that's what I knew about the horses. What I learned in those in that 30 to 45 minutes before the race. That's what I know. I think my daughter, they drew names. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of horses, and her horse, <laughs> her horse finished last. <laughs> the last horse. She was number was 19. Name, was he named Beetle Bomb? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't remember. Uh, Saint something. I don't remember what it was. I never heard of the horse. I, I, I picked two horses and Don picked one, and uh, and Don's horse. Um, uh, we haven't seen that horse since. Uh, <laughs> my my first pick. I haven't seen him since either. My third. My, my other horse. So did finish third. So I I cashed a small ticket there but of course it's all play money oh yeah yeah no, no real money here yeah never admit to that especially no, on the radio no no i'm not going to admit it anyway yeah <laughs> the one thing that that i that i did take from that race and and I'm, I'm not sure why i hadn't observed this before but 19 horses coming out of that starting gate all running like the devil to get to that first spot or or, or find a place near the front of the pack because if you don't you're going to be wedged in back there and so forth that's a train wreck waiting to happen isn't it yes sir it is it is and of course, we've had horses that, um, uh, well, there's no other way to put it. They, they've died yeah. during that. Uh, broke a leg or fell down and broke something. Uh, and I always think, please, you know, don't let that happen, because um, you know, they'll put the horse down right there on, on sure. the track, and it's sickening to watch that. Which means the jockeys are also in peril, right? I mean, yeah. those, those those guys are in a dangerous business. We because. You get run over by a horse, you're in trouble. Yes, you are. And those babies, you know, there's no telling what they weigh. And the jockeys look like to me they weigh about 120. Well, they're going less than that, I imagine. There's a, there's a 
there's a limit to what a jockey jockey's going to weigh to, to be able to ride, ride and win a horse. The, the, the object of the game, obviously, is the less weight you put on the back of the horse, the better it's going to run. I didn't check this morning to uh, USA Today or to see there was there was a um, female jockey in that race. I don't know where she finished. Uh, uh, she could have been on the winner for all I know. Well, no, she wasn't on the winner because I saw him being interviewed. But um, you know, they, they were and they're from all over the world. Uh, you well, know. you stop and think about that. That's one sport that you think that females could could do very well in because a they're going to weigh less in general. Uh, so finding a 110-pound young lady is a whole lot easier than finding a 110-pound young man to do that. And, yeah. and uh, I don't see any reason a female can't ride a horse just as well as a male can. Uh, well, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't think so either. I mean, National uh, Velvet was that way, wasn't it? Well, <laughs> I don't think National Velvet actually ran in the Black Beauty either. I don't believe they, <laughs> they ran in the race. But, yes, I, I, would, I would agree with that. And like I said, they were all over the world. I, I don't know how many countries were – were represented, but it's 10 or 12, I think. Yeah, they, they named them off, and some of them were from Europe, and, of course, a lot of them from the Caribbean area. Well, and of, the, of that 19, <sighs> I didn't do an official count, but you watched the same thing I did. Four or five guys from the United States or, or fewer? No I mean, more than that. I mean, the, the, the vast majority were foreign from – and I didn't realize you know, the French sent jockeys over here. There was one guy from France that was there, and – Another guy from somewhere in Europe too. I don't. I don't remember where they where they said he was from. Central America seemed to be the mm-hmm. the leader of bringing those in. Uh, I would guess. But anyway, that, that, that just captured my imagination or my thought as those horses came down through there. The first fifteen seconds, I thought, my gosh, how is it th- these guys don't crash and burn? And you can't put a retaining wall in like you do in the auto racing. <laughs> when they crash, they're going to crash. And they had. Uh, I, th- I think there's. Either eleven or twelve horse races that day, uh, yeah. and uh, the the last one being the Derby, and uh, and I watched some of the earlier races, the, and particularly the one before it. Um, was a matter of fact, it was a dead heat. There was no winner. Well, there were two winners, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, and you you couldn't when they crossed the finish line. There was no way, photo finish or not, that you could tell that it was simultaneous. Uh, but there, and there was another race, uh, race nine or ten, very similar. I mean, it was just a, a foot or two was the was the difference. So that was on turf. So I mean, you know, it's a very exciting day. Well, I don't project myself as being a horse racing aficionado. I'm Me not either. for sure, but yeah. I'm pretty confident that the Kentucky Derby is not the last race on the card at Churchill Downs that day. You don't think it's the last one? No, I don't think so. I didn't know there were any after it. I'm pretty sure there's one or two after the, Somebody, I, I'll, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. When the show's over with, I'm going to check it out and be learned about that when it comes next year. I won't be. <laughs> will you tell me so I won't? I will. Next, I'd like to know. Next week we'll get a uh, report on that, what took place with the, the Derby. But uh, it kind of shows in the springtime all the things that are there. <clears throat> Major League Baseball's on, Major League uh, uh Golf is on, of course. You got uh, the football draft. You got soccer, which is we've talked that before too. I'm not sure I can think of anything I would like to watch less than a zero-zero soccer tie, <laughs> which is what and Nationals tied three games. They're o, o and three. Right, right. But uh, the, the last one at a zero-zero tie. I'm not a soccer guy, and soccer people will tell you that's. That's okay. 
If I can't, I don't get it. You go to a game, you see zero zero. I, I can't say that I care for it either, and it takes a long time. You know, you you would like to think of something more than that. I realize there's there is beauty to the game. I understand. You know, I, I guess I understand some of that, but I would like for somebody to score a goal every once in a while. Of course, <laughs> we can say that, we can say that, and then look at the hockey yesterday sure. and the uh, they yeah, and Saturday, and it was the the Predators win a huge game. One to nothing in overtime. So it took all day and then, and then some. And I'll fall in the category of hockey. Zero zero is not my idea of the best thing either. That said, it is a quicker game and it's easier to see what's going on. Now, I think hockey should be a 12 to 10 sport. I mean, you know, 12 goals a game sounds to me like a lot more fun than two to one or zero zero or one to nothing or five to four even. Hockey uh, aficionados, is that the right term? They yeah, well, would, I don't know if that – I used the term. They, I don't know if it's right or not. They would disagree with you. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and there's rules that they could – one thing they could do is widen the net, Jeff. Let's right. make the net wider and bigger. and that way. Those I don't see how they score anyway with that guy in there. I don't see – With all that painting like, on? It seems like he's in the way. <laughs> Fort Goalie? Yeah. Get out of the way. Oh, man. But anyway, that was a bit, you know, I said that Monday you were going to you were going to chastise me if the Predators were not in trouble, and they're in less trouble today than I thought they would be. Well, they've got to look in on that fourth playoff spot for sure, and they play the Columbus Blue Jackets, I think, Columbus Blue Jackets, I think, tonight, a, a team that they're supposed to win. If, if, if they get their two points tonight, as they should, Jeff, they're in pretty good daggone shape. They are. They are, and they play them twice. And then they come back to Nashville, I believe, for two more. And I believe they're playing the number one team in the league when they. But they may have a, enough lead that that um, if they can win these two against the Blue Jackets, I, they ought to be in. And if and of all the sports that I'm very familiar with, it seems like mm-hmm. when you go into that playoff situation where the last place team in the playoffs, the number eight seed or the 16 seed. Has a, has a real chance to win. Hockey's got to be it because I know there's been several situations fairly recently where the seventh or eighth seed going into the deal have won the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it's kind of like, let's just get in the playoffs. Once you get there, anything might can happen. Yes, I, I, I agree with that. And I, Nashville's got a good, a good club. And if you can get in the playoffs, nobody's going to remember how you played in January. It's how you're playing now. Sure. And uh, did you peak at the right time, as the coaches always say? Uh, you know, I don't know about the Braves. Are the Braves going to peak at any time? The Braves well, I, are off today, by the way, folks. They don't play. You, you make a good point. You can have the best record in baseball and lose the first three games in the playoff series, and you're out, and, and people see that as a, as a season wasted. Right. So uh, it, it, it is a playoff game. We need to take our last break, and we'll come back and finish up on All Sports Talk right after this. Pizza. You can order Murphy Sproul's favorite pizza online. SirPizzaTN.com. Carry out and delivery for dinner tonight at SirPizzaTN.com. Fox Auction. We handle everything. 
whether you're buying or selling a home or whether you're buying or selling commercial property, the auction is just so much easier, quicker, smoother. My wife and I sold our personal home, Parks Auctions, and helped us with that. The house brought about 20% more than we were going to ask for. Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more. Hi there, hi now, $15. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. This segment brought to you by First Bank. Offices across the state of Tennessee and growing all over the city of Murfreesboro. First Bank. Our good friends there, sponsor of All Sports Talk. Jeff, uh, when we get into various and sudden subjects, we sometimes miss something out. What am I missing as far as sports today that we haven't talked about? Surely you don't want to talk NBA basketball. Well, we could talk that for about 30 seconds. LeBron's back, by the way. Did you know that? He is back. That is correct. Um, and the Lakers are not favored to win anything uh, yet. So I don't, I don't know what will, what will happen with that. But at any rate, uh, it, I don't know. People are, people are talking um, about New Orleans, the Pelicans, and the Zeon, and whatever his name is, and uh, and – the NBA in general, but I, I don't know if there'll be much interest in it or not. I, in Murfreesboro, there's, to, as far as I know, there's not much interest well, here. Is, has any game changed more in the last 30 years than, than NBA basketball? I mean, I'm thinking back from Larry Bird and, and Bob Cousy, and, and that, that goes back a little farther than 30 years, but uh, bas- NBA basketball has changed so much. It, it just, it's almost a foreign game to me to watch. I, I hear, whenever I talk to anybody about NBA basketball or they bring it up or whatever, it's almost always a negative conversation, you know, and, and uh, yes, sc- scores are too high. No defense played. They walk every time. They actually don't, by the way, but, uh, but they seem to, th- it's not, it's not the same rules. <laughs> there are the same rules, but there's not the same mm-hmm. rules as high school basketball, for instance, or even college basketball. Um, I, most of the time, the comments that I hear are negative. But th- all that said, ticket prices for an NBA game are astronomical, and the places are, I won't say all-time full, but they're they are drawing good crowds. There are a lot of people that do enjoy NBA basketball. Well, I can, I can comment on one game that I saw, which was um, uh, in person, which, and I was given tickets because I surely couldn't afford them. And I, when I got them, and my wife and I went, we were in Denver, and we saw Denver and New Orleans play. Um, this was a couple of years ago. Great game, and Denver uh, lost. Uh, Pelicans beat them pretty good. Good crowd. I looked at the price on the tickets, and I thought, well, if I were going to a game, this would be the only one I could go to. <laughs> All year. I mean, I don't remember what the what the price was, but it wasn't any ten or twenty or thirty dollar ticket. It was way up there. But like I say, I was given the tickets, so that that's fine. Are you aware over the over the weekend the NBA history was made though by the in Oklahoma City? Are you aware of that? I did not know that. What happened? Indiana Oklahoma? Pacers in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City lost by 
I think, 62 points at home. It was 150-something to 94, I think was right. It, it, right at it. The, the biggest margin lost by the NBA home team in the history of the game. Now, how would you like to be the season ticket holder there in Oklahoma City and have to go home from that? Or the coach of Oklahoma City. I don't understand. That's a lot of points. You score 94 and you get beat 60-something? Yeah, if you, yeah if, you, <laughs> if you had Oklahoma City in 50, you lost. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> You'd lose the house and everything, wouldn't you? I, I, I was not aware of that. I did not know that. <laughs> One other thing that keeps coming up, Jeff, is the, the transfer uh, – Portal in NBA, excuse me, NBA, NCAA basketball, football, and so forth. Uh, it continues to be troublesome to me. Uh, there's nothing we can fix. I had a guy the other day to say, "Well, they'll they'll get all this figured out. That it's bad, and they'll go back and fix it." I said, "There's no going back on this thing." It, it's all, and the second part we've not talked about you and I haven't much at least is the idea that NCAA players are going to allow be allowed at some point in time here soon to, to start garnering money for rights or their pictures or their uniforms or their whatever, whatever, whatever. Times are changing. Yes, they are. And we've got something else that I don't really, I don't know how to react to this to where um, if sports teams um, are mad or leagues, rather we better say leagues, are mad at the state legislatures of various states because they pass laws sure, that they sure. don't like. Now, I'm not taking a position one way or another, but this did result in the moving of the of the All Star game. Yes, very much so. Um, and and there'll be no going back on that. Atlanta can forget that. That's not. I, I wouldn't think that that's going to happen. Well, there's also a discussion. I think correct that if you were a, a, a an athlete that was going to sign somewhere, and you wanted to use your image on something and get paid for it. Uh, just signing autographs, for instance, or whatever. And and the state legislature did something that you did not like. Well, you just you won't you won't sign with Tennessee. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you'll sign with Kentucky. Well, I'll show them. I'll do what I want. Well, you don't want that, do you? you of course you, not. <laughs> if you're a Tennessee, you don't want that. So. That's a problem, and it's an individual one player on one school problem. Um, and that can happen to Middle Tennessee. Well, I'm not going to go to Middle Tennessee and play. I can't. I well, can't do this. Let's take the coach situation. Let's talk. Let's just say Rick Stocksville, coach here at MTSU football. If you take a strong position against for or against something, let's say a political issue or something like that, aren't you divorcing yourself from being able to sign X number of players because you're taking that position that, that they're not going to agree with, whatever it happens to be, you know, chewing gum in class maybe, or, you know, just whatever position you do. Yes, you are. <laughs> which which in, in some ways puts them in a tough situation. Do you do you speak your mind? Do you do what you think is right for you, the person, or do you kind of have to hold some stuff back and say, I, I just need to kind of stay back with my comments and, and stay as neutral as I can so I don't lose myself to some players? I think are 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 you might gain some players. Sure. Oh, yeah. So you don't really know. And I, I think my my decision on that probably would be uh, I might take the position that, look, the, the, the state legislature can is doing just fine down there. Maybe they're not, but you could say that. They're doing just fine down there without my help, and they're not trying to coach my basketball team or my football team. 
So I'll just stay out of this, and I think that would be my position. Well, there's more than one, Jeff, that has said baseball players need to play baseball and not be political about their, their thought process and their, their slants and so forth and, and whatever. But, uh, yeah, it, it's creeping in a little farther and farther, isn't it? That uh, yep. You know, when you do X, Y, Z, loss of corporate sponsors, loss of uh, the ability to host an NCAA regional championship. Exactly situation. right. There's states that are right now being maybe put on a list, and NCAA says we're not going to play basketball tournaments there uh, or because of the, the political stance they happen to have on some sort of, and you, and you, you and I are not taking either side of that deal from whatever, but it's it's a dangerous precedent we're, we're getting into. Didn't the um, National Football League move the a future Super Bowl site from from Arizona somewhere else because the state would not honor Martin Luther King Day? I don't recall it. I don't remember. The discussion was held. The threat was made. Now, whether they actually did that or not, I don't know. And the and the I think I think the city of Phoenix did honor the day, but the state did not, if I remember right. Well, that's what kind of what we're talking about here. Regardless of how you might feel about any issue, there's going to be somebody that's not going to like it, right? Oh, absolutely. And 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 they. Could well, like, like I say, we just lost a whole All Star game uh, for Atlanta, which was millions of dollars. Jeff, we got to close with this. Uh, aren't you? I'm a little surprised myself that there hasn't been more backlash or talk about how wrong that was of Major League Baseball to do it. Uh, you know, that took place. It happened, and I haven't heard a lot since that from, from Braves fans, for example, to say, "Well, we just we're just going to boycott Major League Baseball at all." I guess maybe there's people doing it, but I don't hear much about that. I haven't heard I haven't heard any discussion at all after the maybe a five six days passed, and uh, you know I heard something from the Atlanta mayor and others sure. immediately. But and how many millions of dollars it was going to cost the local businesses and whatever. Um, but no, I haven't I haven't heard any much discussion. No. All right, Jeff, we got to wrap things up. Uh, Monty is going to be out tomorrow, so I'll be back here for all sports talk tomorrow. Uh, stay tuned to WGNS Radio to keep you up to date on when games will be played. As far as uh, the sports in Rutherford County this week, thanks for listening. Talk to you tomorrow. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.